This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a Federal News Network survey shows a little insight into what feds are thinking about retirement these days. More training is needed for claims processors at the Veterans Benefits Administration. And the Energy Department is getting back into investing in clean energy. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. About 92,000 federal employees retired in 2020, the fewest in 10 years. A Federal News Network survey of 800 federal employees shows some changed their retirement plans due to the pandemic. A quarter of respondents say they were planning to retire in 2020 or 2021, but will push those plans back. 15% say they'll retire sooner than they thought because of the pandemic. Federal employees say they make their retirement plans based on their finances, health, and job satisfaction. Many say their views of their jobs have changed, for better or worse, as the ability to telework has evolved over the last year. The Postal Service offers early retirements to non-union employees as part of an agency reorganization. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. To avoid a reduction in force, the Postal Service is offering voluntary early retirements to non-bargaining unit employees at its headquarters as well as at area and district offices. The offer doesn't come with any monetary incentive, and employees who accept the offer must do so by April 16th for the retirement to take effect April 30th. USPS is also consolidating its 67 districts into 50 districts that closely align with state boundaries as part of an ongoing agency restructuring. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Biden administration is calling cybersecurity a top priority that requires a diplomatic response from the federal government. In its interim national security strategic guidance, the White House calls on the State Department to elevate international engagement on cyber issues and look at ways to bring top cyber talent into government. The interim guidance previews the national security strategy the White House will release later this year. A cybersecurity fire drill for agency CIOs is in process. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. New zero-day vulnerabilities in on-premise Microsoft email servers is forcing agencies to either immediately patch or remove those servers from their network. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency issued an emergency directive yesterday requiring agencies to take action by Friday. Attackers could use these vulnerabilities to access on-premise exchange servers and gain persistent system access and control of an enterprise network. CISA says the zero-days do not impact cloud-based email. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Active duty service members suffer from sleep deprivation at about double their civilian counterparts. The information comes from a new report by the Defense Department. The study found that the lack of sleep is often caused by long shifts, environments that are inhospitable to sleep, and lifestyle choices like staying up to watch television or play video games. The report suggests allowing time for small naps and a caffeine jolt afterward when alertness is needed for operational necessities. A new report shows a troubling relationship between sexual harassment and assault in the military. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. A massive study of active duty service members shows that troops working in environments where sexual harassment is more tolerated are more likely to be sexually assaulted. Sexual assault risks increased by 1.5 for women and 1.8 for men in those climates. On average, service members reported 21% of their female colleagues and 6% of male colleagues were harassed in the last year. The study suggests addressing harassment and assault as a 
singular problem in the military to change the environment around permissible harassment. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Training for certain employees at the Veterans Benefits Administration has fallen short in recent years. The Veterans Affairs Inspector General says VBA has uncertified staff processing veterans' compensation and benefits claims. A 2008 law requires VBA to certify their employee skills, but the IG says VBA is not consistently testing employees, and many employees failed those certification tests during a recent three-year period. The IG says three-quarters of the employees who failed a test between 2016 and 2019 were not given a training plan that could have helped them improve. AT&T sold its government solutions division to Taito Athene for an undisclosed sum. This means Taito would take over AT&T's IT professional services, which includes contracts like Alliant 2 and Seaport NXG. It does not include the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, contract or the first network. AT&T's government solutions business brought in more than $63 million in fiscal 2020, according to USAspending.gov. Its biggest customer was the Defense Department. Taito is a systems integrator that brought in $66 million in federal revenue last year. This is its third acquisition since 2018. The Space Force is about to unveil its own acquisition organization. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. General John Raymond, the Chief of Space Operations, says he expects to announce plans for a new Space Systems Command within the next week or so. He says the main objective is to bring unity of effort to the various DoD offices that are in charge of buying space capabilities as of now. Raymond says the new organization will be designed to move quickly, with acquisition authorities delegated down to the lowest possible levels. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. In one of her first moves as Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm is reviving one of the agency's largest loan programs for clean energy. The $40 billion program was the same one that gave loan guarantees to companies like electric car maker Tesla. However, it wasn't without its failures, as it also gave about $500 million to failed solar company Solyndra. And the award program for senior federal executives is back after a year hiatus. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Office of Personnel Management is bringing back the Presidential Rank Awards for 2021. The awards honor the top 1% and top 5% of senior executive service members. The awards usually come with a cash bonus worth 20 to 30% of the executive salaries. OPM says it was happy to bring back the awards after last year's break. The Trump administration canceled the rank awards due to the pandemic. Agencies now have until April 9th to submit nominees to OPM. Nicole DeGrisco, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 